Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I was having a dinner party one night, and I was getting ready upstairs, and um, I heard a noise downstairs, and I thought, gosh, some, I wonder if someone's already here. And I ran downstairs in my robe, was a man sitting in front of my wingback chair right in front of the fireplace. Hello? He had slicked back hair, kind of a big mustache. I wasn't too shocked or startled because I thought maybe this is someone that came with one of our guests to the party. Who are you? This man sitting in this chair looked at me so directly, so deeply, that just the way he was looking at me made me very, very uncomfortable. I was just thinking, why is he looking at me like that? And he just kept boring straight into me. And I turned around getting very nervous and yelled up the stairs for my husband. Mark! Mark! And when I turned back around, nobody there. I didn't turn my head for more than a split second. I mean, it wasn't like I turned around, the guy went, got up, walked out of the room. When he was gone and my husband was there and he saw how shaken up I was, I was close to tears. I don't get visibly shaken up. I'm very, I'm pretty fearless, I have to say. Remso W. Martinez, host of The Witching Hour on YouTube and Fairfax Public Access. And you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Enjoy. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, but it is Monday, December 16, 2019, episode 215. How is everyone around the world doing? And man, Christmas is upon us next week. How's everyone out there doing with their Christmas shopping? Are you waiting for the last minute? Come on, you can tell the truth. <laughs> Fortunately, me and uh, Britt, we got it done ahead of time, as usual, and uh, it's always online shopping for us, but yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Other than that, there's not too much uh, as far as announcements are concerned, but we are having some odd weather over here. Uh, finally, it got a little chilly 
and it's going to be chilly this whole week. But next uh, weekend, they're saying that we might actually get into the 50s. Can you believe that? 50 degrees, or at least in the upper 40s, that's for sure. Odd weather, man. Odd weather. Don't know what uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day is going to hold for us as far as weather-wise, but I hope we get just a tad bit of snow, you know, some a dusting of some sort. You know, it's always better when you have a little bit of snow on the ground for Christmas. Other than that, though, yeah, things are uh, pretty smooth going over here. It's been quiet. A lot of people out and about visiting friends and family, a lot of dinner parties and things like that. So, yeah, you know, everyone's having a good time over here in the States. And I hope you guys are, too, wherever you're at around the world. But, yeah, we're going to do listener stories again today. And as always, if you have a paranormal experience you want to get on the show and you want me to read it for you, all you need to do is just send it to me. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode for you. Love it. Very flattered that you guys are here every week listening to the RPA show or the other shows on the RPA network. Thank you very much again. And we're just flattered that you are enjoying something that we have here for you because we want to provide some nice paranormal entertainment or some stories of the weird and strange. Uh, Check out the video shows on the first Friday of every month. Hopefully you find something you like. And with that, let's just get right into the stories. And you know what that means. Come on. Come on. Say it with me. Oh, yeah, that's right, man, too. The story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And it's nice and toasty in here. The fires are going 24 hours. And as you guys know, find a beanbag over there in the corner and find an empty spot on the floor. And I will, as usual, get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah, man. I tell you, I need to get a new chair. These chairs just don't last. And Brett sent me a packet here. Let's see what she has for us. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, it looks like we have some medium ones here, guys. Yeah. Some good-sized stories. All right. Let me uh, have a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with this dry weather, you know, your mouth gets a little dry, so I need to prep myself before I start reading. Alright, so the first one. This one is uh, by Hannah, and it's titled, Take Care of the House. Okay, Hannah, let's see what you got, man. Me and my family are moving from Cambridge to Nottingham. We had seen many houses that day, uh, none of which met any of our standards. The last one seemed nice, older house with nothing to show at the front, but with a beautiful garden, absolutely drowning in flowers and bushes. Someone took serious pride in this garden. With having three dogs and a cat, we wanted somewhere with a large garden for the pups to run. It also had a gate at the back which led to a forest with a public footpath. Great for when the cat decides to venture out and for dog walks. Walking into the house, we were greeted by a man and wife who shook our hands and started the tour. The kitchen, fabulous. The living room, great. Three bathrooms. Perfect. Three large bedrooms. Amazing. So far, so good. I couldn't fall more in love with this home. It was so clean, decorated to perfection. We could move straight in. I needed to ask questions. It all seemed too good to be true. After sitting with a couple who were constantly on edge, never smiled once, and asking a few questions, we found out a lot about the home. One thing we were told was that the previous owner was an interior designer. She adored the place, which was obvious, and spent almost all of her time in the garden. Again, very obvious. 
During our lousy chat with the miserable homeowners, I asked to use the bathroom. They both looked like they wanted to say no, but I just took myself off anyway. I wanted to use this opportunity to snoop around freely. I didn't really find much, so I just nipped off to the bathroom before anyone got suspicious. As I turned to close the bathroom door, something caught my eye. I automatically felt like I had to be still. With my hand still on the handle, I looked slowly to my right. I stared heavily at the shower screen, trying to make out what I could see in the reflection. It looked like someone was sitting on the toilet seat behind me. I'm used to this, though. I'm a real scaredy cat, and my eyes often play tricks on me. So I braved it out and spun around, just as I thought. There was nothing. I sat down on the toilet seat. It was almost warm, which threw me off because the room was so cold. I was speedy as I felt really uncomfortable. I tried my best to hurry up and get out of there. As I went to leave, I saw something in the shower screen again. I knew it was a spirit ghost or whatever you want to call it. I just knew. My legs wouldn't go. I stood completely frozen, staring straight at it in the reflection. Tears started to form and my whole body started shaking. I was cold, but started sweating like crazy. The room became so quiet. I could hear my heart beating. It wanted to burst out of my chest. It felt like I was there for hours. I heard a door close from elsewhere in the house, followed by footsteps. The thing jolted, as did I. Just before I grabbed the handle to leave, I heard it say, Look after my house. I ran down the hall and was met by my son, who had left to see if I was okay. He looked at me, worried. Mom, what's happened? I took his hand and hurried back to the kitchen to say our goodbyes. My husband offered to drive back home as I was too shaken. After telling my family what had happened, we have decided to stay in Cambridge. I felt like I dreamt the whole thing. Love the podcast and the stories. Keep up the good work. And man, <laughs> that was from Anna. Hannah, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, the UK, I love you guys in the UK. Great stories. Very haunted uh, area over there, obviously. Yeah, you know, um, again, we get these stories all the time where, you know, you're either running out of a house or going to buy a house, and the, the current owners are acting kind of suspiciously sometimes. And sometimes the price is just very affordable, you know, too good to be true. And, you know, guess what? There's something, it's either a noisy house or there's something there. It's not really evil, but it's just bothering you. Yeah, that's too bad. It sounds like the house was perfect for you. But, yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't take the chance. You never know what you're going to get, especially the owners uh, seem to be a little bit worried. They weren't very happy, were they? <laughs> Anna, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. All right, what do we got here? What do we got next? This one is uh, by Amy, and it's titled Shadow Person. Okay, Amy, let's see what you got, man. For the first time in my adult life, I saw a four-foot, give or take a few inches, solid black shadow person. My children were in their rooms playing computer games, and my pets were with my children. I had been in my bedroom all evening reading and whatnot 
when I decided to go into my kitchen to get a glass of water. The only lights on were the ones in my bedroom and in my children's bedrooms. I walked through the hall into my dining room, which was dark, and made a left into my dark kitchen. And this is when I saw it. I was facing the wall about 10 feet away from it, where my fridge, washer, dryer, freezer were located when this four-foot, two-dimensional, solid black shadow came from the left. That is where my sunroom is. It was hovering a few inches off the tile floor. It turned its body into a 45-degree angle. Then it turned again, facing the door, which leads into my basement. It zoomed, and it vanished at the door. At that moment, I was too stunned to feel any fear. I rubbed my eyes in the dark in disbelief. This thing had no features, but I could see the outline of the right arm and some kind of long sleeve. It was wearing something long and loose. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. The head was not round or defined, and I think it had something over the head. This thing had a kind of triangle shape to it. The door leading into a small landing which goes into the basement, was half-closed, and this thing vanished when it hit the door. My kitchen is in the center of the house, so there aren't any windows leading to the outside. There are three walls. On one wall, the door leads to a landing garage straight down the stairs to the basement. The other wall has a glass door that leads to my sunroom. The sunroom is in the back of the house facing my back garden. Behind my sunroom, there are no streets or roads or vehicles, only the gardens. The kitchen was dark, but this thing was way darker. Like I said, I didn't feel any fear at that moment. So I turned on the lights and I tried to find a logical explanation, but to no avail. The thing was fast. The next day I searched websites for information and there are many theories and I read something on smudging. The next day I bought some sage, burned it in a candle dish and I walked through every room, closets and garage. Nothing major has happened since but I'm spooked. What on earth was that thing? I remember when I was around four or five years of age. I would see shadows on the walls changing shapes at night, which terrified me, so I stopped looking at the shadows and I tried to convince myself that it was all my imagination. These shadows didn't fly across the room, though. Looking back at my life, I realized that I had some paranormal experiences and used denial as a coping mechanism. I didn't want to believe in it because it terrified me and I avoided anything paranormal. I didn't tell my children about the black shadow because I don't want to spook them, but my husband knows. My husband and I will be using Rook's cleaning method and hope and pray that it works. We still hear someone moving about the house, but the loud bangs have stopped. I hope and pray that it doesn't escalate. Thank you for taking the time to read my story, and God bless. And wow, that's uh, that's from Amy. Amy, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, you know, we, we keep on getting uh, shadow people stories, but uh, what was it? Last week, there was a unique one which she described, he or she, I can't remember who, but they described it as um, like a starfish-shaped blobby type of shadow person. And now you're 
You're describing it as a four foot, almost a triangle shape uh, type of shadow person. And that's interesting because most people see, when they see shadow people, they're usually very, very tall. Uh, but this one's four foot and it's uh, hovering and it you see it for a moment and it goes through a door to the garage, I think you said. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, and you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know. I'm interested in this Rook's cleaning method that you're talking about near the end of your story. I, I've never heard of it. So now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it goes to show you guys I'm no expert. I don't know everything. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, read about Rook's cleaning method. I've never, ever heard about that. And it sounds like uh, you finally come to the conclusion that you have, uh, you remember some things from your younger days. And, yeah, we get that from time to time. You know, people just talk about this one time or maybe a few events in their younger years and nothing's ever happened since then and they write in just to talk about it yeah so you're not alone yeah amy thank you very much for sharing that's an interesting story yeah if any of you remember anything from your past you know uh it's a safe community here at rpa and you know we'll give you a nickname or whatever name you want us to use and no one's going to know who you are but you know there's a lot of people out there that listen to rpa and uh they probably would like to hear your story and we're finding out not uh, you know a lot of things are are almost the same yeah so you know other people here and there they're experiencing the same thing as you are so it's, it'll be interesting to hear your stories all right let's see here what do we got next man it's kind of weird when Bert's not here you guys can't see it but I always kind of glance over and Bert gives me little signals to see if I'm <laughs> if I'm rambling on or not you know she she weighs me down when I start talking so uh, that's my cue to, to move on all right yeah see like right now um, this one is by Nono and it's called the creepy blue room okay Nono let's see what you got man we used to rent my grandmother's house in Bothaville South Africa before we rented the place I stayed at my grandparents' home before my parents moved from Germanston, also in South Africa, to Bothaville. It was not really an old house, but creepy as hell. The floors of the house were wooden and not treated. It was raw wood. If you came in the front door, there was a small parlor with two doors, one leading to the living room and the other to the hall. There was three bedrooms, one next to the parlor, the main bedroom right next to the first bedroom, then you would get the bathroom, the toilet, and the third bedroom across from the bathroom. It was in this room that I slept when I started living with my grandparents. If you walked down the hall, you'd pass the living room, also with a door connecting the living room and hall directly, then into the dining room and kitchen. As I said, when I started living with my grandparents, I stayed in the bedroom across from the bathroom. We used to call it the blue room because my grandmother, in a fit of stupidity, painted the whole room a dark blue. It was there that I had my first ghostly experience in that house. I used to sleep with tightly shut windows and a bedroom door at night. The bed was also quite high from the ground. I also felt creeped out in that room, but could not really explain why until one night. I was already in bed lying on my left side with my back to the door which was closed and saying my prayers when suddenly I felt someone blow on my neck 
It was not the wind, and that I am 100% sure of, since both the windows and door was closed and the breeze hitting my neck was pinpoint. The same would happen if you would pucker your lips and blow on the back of your hand. It was as if whoever blew on the back of my neck invited me to turn around. I was scared out of my mind and decided that there was no way I was going to turn around and have a look. I never knew why. Usually if something like this happened, I would look, but not this time and not in that house. Soon after, my parents finally moved and we moved into our own home. Two years later, my grandfather died. My grandmother leased the house and moved in with us. After a few years, my parents had some financial trouble and we had to sell our own home and we leased my grandmother's house. She again moved with us and she moved into the blue room. I flatly refused to sleep in that room. But the mystery breather was not the only problem in that house. Like I said, the house had raw wooden floors and would stain when it gets wet. There used to be very thin carpets on the floor, protecting the wood, and most likely the reason the floors were never treated. There used to be a problem with water in the hall, just as you entered the dining room. There was always a pool of water on the ground, so much that it splashed when you stepped in the water. My father thought that a water pipe ran just underneath the floor, and that the pipe was leaking. There was no pipes underneath the floor, and even more weird, there was no water stain on the wood, as there should have been since the wood was not treated. After the carpet was removed, the water problem also stopped. There was also always banging in the walls. It was so hard and persistent that the walls vibrated sometimes. I always suspected that my mother's parents were involved in something shady or sinister since the banging stopped after my grandmother passed away. My mother and father was very religious and they would read out of the Bible every night and when one of the banging bouts were going on, the banging would only intensify when they read from the Bible. We never knew what happened there, but like I said, after my grandmother passed away, the banging and other supernatural events stopped. This was not the first time I experienced the supernatural, but in that house, it was the only times that I was also too afraid to find out more about it. And that's from Nono. Oh man, Nono, thank you very much for sharing. South Africa, huh? Yeah, you know, I always suspect that the reason some of these uh, more noisy things or some of these things that really scare the occupants of a place that perhaps one person of the family, if there's multiple people, might be doing something that they shouldn't be doing, right? Kind of like you said, you're suspecting uh, perhaps one of your, your grandfather looks like because your grandmother was still living but then when she passed away all the banging stopped and the other supernatural events stopped yeah hard to say especially when you know that's always a worrisome when you're reading from the bible and it doesn't stop it intensifies i've read that a lot about some of the more well some of the more evil stuff that's out there in the world you know they don't like it and you know you got religious relics whatever faith you belong to uh, sometimes they get broken or they're thrown on the floor or they're turned around or if it's a picture it falls off the wall constantly things like that yeah spooky stuff but um yeah no no you're not alone i've read a lot about that 
Uh, thank you again for sharing. And it looks like that's the last story, guys. Oh, man. Hey, Bert, if you're listening, I hope you're having a good time. Yeah, she's out traveling, visiting uh, friends and family. And I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season. You know, don't stress out. Just relax. Yeah, you know, the crowds and the traffic can get to you. <laughs> and uh, as always, hey, guys, go to realparanormalactivity.com. Keep on sending in your stories. Send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off in a future episode. You can also get the free RPA app. It's fully functional. Watch the video shows through it as well. Totally free. That's, uh, you know, we had it built for you guys. Figured you guys will probably like an app. And we are on all the major streaming audio platforms, such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We are everywhere. Use your podcast catchers as well. And as you guys may have heard, uh, Mr. Sean Jones of the Sandman Lullaby, for a while now he's just having a little issue with um, some technical problems over at the studio he's a dj down there in orlando and more recently uh, he totaled his car he's okay everyone's okay no one got hurt so you know during this time uh now he has a brand new car to buy <laughs> so you know he got money woes so he's thinking he's gonna be back about uh, probably in the beginning of the new year so you know we're just waiting on him hope everything's going okay patrick if you're listening to this i hope you can enjoy your holiday season don't worry about it your spot is saved with us. And with that, guys, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and it is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And, man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night. Yeah. <laughs>